Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, and we hear from the Reverend Maggie Foote as she preaches from the lectionary, which this week was Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 4 to 13, and Luke chapter 14, verses 1 and 7 to 14. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons by All Soulsians on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. God's people are on trial here in this morning's passage from Jeremiah. We are on trial. And what accusations has God brought on her people? Two evils, God says. One, my people have forsaken me. And two, they have put their faith in worthless things. In a word, idolatry. All right, fair. I imagine that most of us here this morning can think of one or two things that we have let draw our attention away from God. As a society, we've created false idols for ourselves out of things like money and power and status. Things that Jesus tells us in our gospel passage this morning are meaningless in the economy of the reign of God. But those three, money, status, and power, those are the obvious idols that we have fashioned for ourselves throughout the course of human history. This sermon would be wholly unnecessary and unoriginal if I simply stood up here and warned against the empty promises of accumulating wealth, status, and power. These are all things we've heard before, and yet we still seek them. I wonder why. Because our world has become a place where we need those things for basic survival. Maybe the real sin here isn't idolatry at all. Maybe the real sin is having turned away from God and turned our world into a desolate landscape where we have so obscured the living, moving, breathing spirit of God in our midst with our own greed that we and the people around us have been left with no choice but to turn to these false idols, because at least those things can get them somewhere right now. If you don't have hope, at least you can squirrel away money to buy a sense of security. If you don't have faith, at least you can earn favor with others and elevate your social position. If you don't have love, at least you can gain enough power to coerce others into doing what you want. It all makes sense when you think about it. These idols we've created are nothing more than tools of survival for an inhospitable world. I guess that's why the idols in Jeremiah's prophecy, the cisterns on the surface, are neutral at worst. Because all cisterns are are tools to gather water and save it for the dry season a survival tool to make an inhospitable season bearable. That seems pretty harmless to me. But Jeremiah is clear here, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. 
So what is idolatrous exactly about depending on survival tools when we live in a world that actively works against human flourishing? It's tempting to say here that maybe we are really on trial for a lack of faith. That if we just had enough faith in our God of abundance that we wouldn't need to depend so much on these other things to feel safe and secure. But that math doesn't add up for me. Having faith doesn't protect vulnerable people from being exploited by powerful ones. Having faith doesn't pay the rent and keep a roof over our heads. Money does that. It's a survival tool. So maybe to get to the bottom of this, we should return and take a closer look at Jeremiah's metaphor. Cisterns were used by the people of Israel in the central highlands region to make it possible to settle on land that was previously thought to be inhospitable. They were large bell-shaped openings that were hewn out of the bedrock to collect water during the rainy season and keep it fresh for the dry season. Channels were dug to direct rainwater into the cisterns in order to collect as much as possible when the rains came. And as I stand here in drought-stricken California, I'm hard-pressed to find something wrong with that. Until I think about how God identifies herself in this passage from Jeremiah as the fountain of living water. Maybe we've lost sight of the fact that it's not the cistern itself that makes the land hospitable. It's the water that fills it up that carries life. If the rains don't come, the cisterns are nothing more than holes in the ground. And a broken cistern can't gather the rains even when they do come. And that's what we have in our passage here this morning and in our world today. Broken cisterns. Broken survival tools. Broken systems. I can't think of a better example than the debate that's going on right now about the $10,000 of student loan forgiveness. This debate is not about money. It's about the power that money has in our world. It's about the way that crippling student debt disproportionately keeps black and brown people from flourishing in our society. It's about the power that can be wielded over people who are in debt. It's a broken tool, a broken system. The problem with these tools that we've created is that we wear them out. They break down from overuse because we can't figure out a way not to need them. What start off as helpful tools soon become tools of oppression. Money itself isn't inherently evil, it's the way we use money to exert power and control and to keep people separated. That's what's evil. But we've invested so much time turning our attention away from the waters of life and put it all into these broken tools that we can't possibly see another way. We've placed so much faith in the tool itself that we can't remember what it was created for in the first place. Cisterns were created to gather water, but somewhere along the line they began to break down and couldn't hold it anymore. Student loans were created to help people who couldn't afford to go to college find a way to pay. 
But somewhere along the way, they stopped being about that and started being about how much more money could be ex made by exploiting people seeking an education. These tools don't last, but we cling tightly to them because they are all we know. Somewhere along the way, we stopped seeing the difference between the tools that break down and the one thing that really lasts, the fountain of living water, thinking that with the right tools, we can create life for ourselves. But life comes from God. The fountain of life that sends out waters that are alive and moving that flow freely from place to place, carrying life in abundance. When we can stay attuned to that movement in our world, those streams of living waters, we will find flourishing. We will find life. We will find ecosystems in which all beings work together to create a life of abundance for all. Jesus said that he came so we might have life and have it abundantly. That's God's dream for creation. The idolatry lies in giving up on looking for the movement of living waters in our world. It lies in treating those survival tools like our life force, turning away from the abundant life that God offers. Because there is life and love and abundance to be had. And when we can trust in that life and keep our attention fixed on the fountain of living waters, we will see these useless, broken tools for what they are. And maybe on that day, we will be able to set each other free of them.